So Wales squeezed past Fiji in an exciting and frantic game. There was some good rugby being played, a little bit of ref controversy, and is it time for me to hold my hand up and actually admit that Nick Tompkins is a decent player? I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, let's not mess around, let's get straight into it and talk about what happened in the game. Before I do start, I do have one big gripe. What is going on with that choir in the national anthems? Every game I've watched has been ruined, the national anthem, by that choir. Sounds lovely on its own, but when you try and marry it up with the fans and stuff, it's just all out of sync, and it sounds terrible, and it's been every game I've watched. They need to scrap that for the next round of games, definitely. Anyway, I know that's nothing to do with the rugby, but that has really bugged me, but I digress. So, the game started really well for Wales. Rollins with that really early penalty, literally two or three minutes into the game. Bigger nails the kick. I'm thinking, couldn't have asked for a better start, really. Then Wales on the attack, off good line-out ball. Tompkins takes the ball to the line. The centre's biting on him. He puts North through a nice little hole. George North goes straight through. There's a bit of build-up play. Then the ball eventually gets way to Adams, who finishes lovely in the corner. At this point, I'm thinking, wow, like, what more could you have asked for? We're 8-0 up, less than 10 minutes into the game. The boys looked like they were up for it. I was thinking, this could be, like, we could we could just be clicking you. Then, in fairness, Fiji come back. When they've got the ball in their hand, they looked really, really uh, aggressive and dominant in the collisions. A lot of um, passive soft tackling for Wales for the first, like, 15 minutes after we sort of went ahead. And then, eventually, uh, a ball bounces out to Nithalev he just goes steaming through a poor ta- uh, tackle by Bigger and Wainwright. They both go chest high. And uh, yes, it's a good try for Nithalev, who's so strong. Then, not two or three minutes later, Fiji on the attack. Randranda steps inside Tompkins, who's drifting a little bit too hard. Guess on his weak shoulder, goes straight through. And a good few offloads from Fiji, and they end up going pretty much under the sticks. At this point, a little bit of dread setting in for me. Um, it's probably... A lot of the same for you guys who are watching at home as well. But uh, then the water break came. Ironically, Gatlin was complaining that he didn't want the water breaks because he was back in our fitness, which was fair enough. But I think the water break at 20 minutes came at the right time. And it kind of halted a bit of the Fijian momentum that was building up, allowed Wales to then get back into the game for the second 20 of the half. The next big incident then was Tompkins with a great little pop-up, took the ball right to the line, put North through, similar to the first break that they had. Um, This time North goes in under the sticks again, another try for North to add to his tally. And then just before half-time, Wales were defending Fiji actually, knocked the ball on over the line, and then Wales sort of inexplicably trying to play out from like their defensive line behind their line, throwing the ball out, they're getting caught, Uh, George North was throwing it about, Tompkins was trying to offload. I must admit, I was shouting and swearing quite a lot at this point at the television about what the hell they're doing, and then in fairness, Dan Bigger echoed probably a lot of our sentiments, and give them all a roasting as they were going in for half time shouting and swearing at them and I think it's what they needed we were just playing stupid rugby but anyway Wales were lucky going to the half ahead then we come up for the second half Bigger misses a pretty straightforward penalty you expect him to nail those and then in fairness Tompkins was looking really dangerous some good breaks he was putting people in space eventually some good build up play a lot of frantic craziness offloading the ball goes going down Fiji knocking on uh, eventually leads to Jack Morgan doing a 
crossfield kick, I guess. Not a bad effort from a flanker. Ends up with Lewis Rees-Samit scoring a try. It was scrappy, but they all count at this point, and I don't care how we get over the line. Then after that, it was a lot of... Fiji ball they were really really putting a lot of pressure on our line we give away a lot of penalties this is where probably the biggest ref controversy came because Wales were giving away a lot of penalties and there was a few cynical ones Dan Bigger was lucky to get away with one there was Elliot D had a couple on his own in quick succession there was about four or five that they should have had uh, a yellow card definitely there's no two ways about it and no nobody ended up in the bin Fiji can certainly feel aggrieved by that Fiji also get over the line again and I'm not sure if it, whether it was deemed to be held up or if it was double movement I can't actually remember now but Wales get away without conceding any points and they were very very lucky some brave defending but they were lucky following on from that then as if to kick Fiji while they're down they collapsed them all which was on the march and they actually do receive a yellow card so it was definitely a yellow card offence but I think there would be no controversy if Wales had had a yellow previous, but because they didn't, it was a bit like, well, that's harsh. And then from the ensuing line-out that the penalty was conceded, Elliot D goes in off the mall, who is probably lucky to be even on the pitch. So it was like a proper double whammy for Fiji. And at this point, I thought they were dead and buried. It was game over. I was a little bit celebratory in my head. But I should have had a bit more respect for the Fijians. Because this is when they decided they were just going to proper switch it on and really come back at Wales. So then, after all of that drama with Wales scoring, Domachowski gives away a stupid penalty. You'll be really disappointed with that. He then receives the yellow card for the team's ill-discipline. And the wheels start to come off a little bit for Wales. With Eight minutes left. Tuasova barrels over to make it 32-21. It was a good attempted tackle by Costello, but it was just, you're not going to stop him from that distance. And then 78 minutes after a lot of pressure, Fiji score again to make it 32-26. At this point, I literally turned to my girlfriend and said, we're going to lose this 100%. But luckily for every Wales fan, we watched them go all the way down the pitch. And then as Randrando was probably at the try line beckoning, it wasn't the best pass from Tuasova. It bounced up and a handling error knocked it on. And just Wales squeaked through because I'm pretty sure Randrando was going to score that. But Wales just just squeak through so that was the major incidents i th- i think a big talking point has been the ref and it's totally fair if i was a fijian fan or a fijian player i would definitely feel aggrieved they just they they just didn't have as much a benefit of the doubt as wales did but as a wales fan i'm just over the moon i don't care how we won that game that game was so pivotal to the rest of the competition it opens up a little bit now with portugal and you'd expect him to rest a few players put a bit of a second team out and still comfortably win that game. So we really need to use this now as a bit of momentum, a chance to build some confidence in the squad because we've been spent a lot of time losing games in the last few years and we could really do with building up some good momentum with some good performances to give us a chance to have a run into the deeper part of the tournament. But that was the major incidents of the game. Let's have a look at each position group now and have a see how we got on. And as usual, we can begin at the beginning with the front rows. I was quite happy with both Gareth Thomas and Tom Francis. The scrum was good. Ryan Elias was good at scrum time and with the line out, so I was happy with his ta- his game. 
Thomas in particular was really, really good around the park with his tackling. I know that's a real strong point of his game and probably the best part of his game, but he was really, really busy. He was did a load of tackling, in fairness, and probably justified his selection. The replacement front row, not as good. D was okay. He obviously got his try from the mall, but he was lucky not to go in the same bin. The two props, not as good. Domachowski obviously was in the sin bin with a silly, silly mistake. Put his team under a lot of pressure. Dylan Lewis, I've liked Dylan Lewis in the past. I'm a Cardiff fan, so I liked him at Cardiff coming up. But I just don't think he's quite got it to cut it at the international level, particularly at scrum time. I know he had a few scrums when they were a man down in the pack, which obviously he can't be blamed for. But I would like to see Henry Thomas in the next game, definitely. The second rules, Will Rowlands continues to impress and improve. I think there's no doubt that he's put his hand up now as the number one lock in Wales. Adam Beard, bit of a mixed bag. He's just he's just too soft. Like he's just too soft. That's all it is. Nothing personal. He just doesn't put it about. I don't know I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't. Like you still you see Will Rowlands putting in big hits, forcing knock ons and stuff like that, and you see nothing of the like from Adam Beard. Then Dab Jenkins coming off the bench, he was alright, busy, but yeah, Wales were just going backwards at a rate of knots, so it was hard to make an impression really. But we move on to the back row, the back row was pretty good, I think Jack Morgan was actually brilliant again, his tackling was so good, he was one of the very few who was getting dominant tackles off, he was um, going low every time, chopping them down, and it was giving Wales a bit of a respite and halting the momentum. Falatau was pretty solid without having a massive, massive impact like he usually does. But um, yeah, the main thing was getting minutes in his legs, avoiding any injuries, which is what happened. We won the game. So yeah, we just move on to the next few now and build up some more minutes and momentum in him. But I think for me, the most disappointing was Wainwright. I think he seemed like he really struggled with the physicality. Don't get me wrong. He was pretty busy around the park. He was he was involved in quite a lot of stuff, but he just didn't seem like he was sort of making any dominant carries or tackles. He was useful in the lineup, but I think he'll be disappointed. After the summer series, he was looking like he's nailed down a spot. He definitely earned his spot in the team, but he just seemed a little bit off it yesterday. I don't know what you guys think, but I wasn't very impressed, to be honest. Gareth Davis, on the other hand, did impress me. He definitely justified his selection. I think he controlled it as good as he could, even though it was a bit frantic. Um, and he was sort of involved in quite a lot of stuff, but he seemed like quite a calming influence. His kicking was really good. Thomas Williams, not as good when he came on. I think the pack was really struggling at that point, though, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt with that one. And I think we'll see him certainly start against Portugal and probably rip it up, to be honest. As for Dan Bigger, I don't know. He seemed a little off sorts. I'm wondering if he went into the game with an injury. I'm not saying he played bad because he didn't, but he was a little bit like frantic and he seemed quite aggravated. Maybe it was the heat, but I think he might have been carrying a little niggling injury. Obviously, he did go off with a back injury. Uh, Hopefully, that's nothing too serious. He looked okay and it looked precautionary, but yeah, he missed an easy kick and he was just a bit like frantic. A couple of uh, passes were went a bit awry but you know we got through he's, he's a warrior he gets stuck into everything so I'm sure he'll be fine he'll have a rest now we'll see Costello and probably Anscombe on the bench if he's fit so he can have a rest now hopefully he's nothing too serious and as for Costello he didn't really get an opportunity to make an impact but like I said hopefully he'll get a start against Portugal and he'll uh, have an opportunity to show us what he can do But moving on to the main man, Nick Tompkins. Am I wrong about Nick Tompkins? I can hold my hand up. I didn't want him selected, but he actually had a really good game. 
that was certainly his best game in attack. Still defensively, missed a few tackles, but yeah, in attack he was brilliant. Put North into space. I think they really, like uh, they said on commentary, they targeted Randranda and the outside half, that that little link. And I think it definitely paid off because uh, Randranda just didn't seem to want to tackle anyone. And um, yeah, Tompkins really was creating stuff. Good footwork, his service was good. So I was very impressed, I must admit. And I will hold my hand up because I said I don't want him anywhere near the team. I don't think he's an international player. But he proved me wrong in this game. And I am a big enough man to admit when I was wrong. But before the Tompkins army comes after me in the comments and says that they were right and I was wrong all along, just have a look at the last 20 minutes when Tui Sova came on, a much bigger, more physical ball carrier. Tompkins was doing his old little bit falling off tackles, lazy tackles. It was hot and it did get hot at the end, but yeah, that last 20, you didn't see him do anything. And uh, yeah, he was falling off a lot of tackles and he wasn't so dominant on the pitch. So I reserved the right to hold my opinion and see how he gets on on the rest of the tournament. Anyway, moving swiftly on, George North was pretty good, got his try at a line break. Um, had one or two mistakes, like I said, bigger give him a bit of a riot act because he didn't just get the ball off the pitch. You'd expect a player with his experience over 100 caps to know a bit better, uh, but I think he continues to grow as a defender. His, um, considering he's a wing convert, his defence in the centre, which I think is the hardest position to defend in, he's, he's actually really, really improved. So, uh, yeah, well done to George North. But rounding it all off with the back three, who I thought had a pretty, pretty good game. Liam Williams bailed Wales out with a couple of really good tackles, as usual. He was great in the air, and the two wingers were really good. I think that was the best game we've seen from Josh Adams for a while. Reese Samick was um, quite quiet, but got his try, and he was defended defended pretty solid. Josh Adams put a massive tackle in on about 50 minutes and um, won the ball from a penalty so he was he was just up for it got his try and hopefully that's a bit of confidence he needs moving into the rest of the tournament now but I thought he was magnificent and I thought he could have easily been man of the match and I don't really understand why they took him off and they did I guess he wanted to give Rio Dyer minutes I'm not sure but Adams was defending so well and just playing well and when Dyer came on he was a little bit at sixes and sevens in defense particularly but I will give him the benefit of the doubt, the same I gave to the rest of the subs who came on. Uh, Wales were really under the quash at that point, so it was a bit frantic, a bit all over the place. His tackling was good, uh, but yeah, just move on to the next one now. He'll probably start in the next game, and uh, just hopefully he'll have a big performance in that one. But the main thing is, Wales pull away with the win. Um, it's going to build up confidence now for the rest of the tournament and it was the most important thing we needed to win that game it was more or less an all or nothing it takes all the pressure off us now and allows us to build for the rest of the tournament now hopefully a big game against Portugal I'm actually away next week so I won't be covering that one but uh, yeah I, hopefully that'll be a comfortable Wales win but uh, that's all from me if you want to hear more subscribe to the channel thanks